persuaded for Jim and Joe to give me some good news. It's 8 o'clock. Where are you guys waiting for my good news? Get your fat ass online already. Just a couple of guys, a couple of microphones, and a heck of a lot of no. It's Football on the No with Jim and Joe. Where they say, it's not the X's and the O's, it's the Jimmy's and the Joe's. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to a special episode here on a Friday night of Football on the Know. I am Jim McFeen. Alongside of me is Mr. Joe DeCapita. What's going on, Odals? Welcome back for another edition of Football on the Know Show. That's right. A place where you can come and talk football amongst your friends here between Jimmy and myself. we're all equals here, right, Joe? We're all equals. We all like to share opinions. We all like to debate. We all like to talk football. That's what this is about. Bouncing ideas off. All that jazz. Listen, if you're new to the show... Please do us a favor. It really helps us out with the algorithms and the whole, you know, getting noticed type of thing. If you could do us a favor, head over to YouTube. Search us up, Football on the No Show. Hit that subscribe button as well as the notification bell to let you guys know when we go live. You can also do the same thing on Facebook. Search us up the same way. Become a member. Become a know-it-all. That's what this is about. A football community where we can talk with each other, maybe share some pain that we're going through week to week, maybe share some accolades that our teams might be going through. So let's talk some football, guys. Accolades. Uh, for my team, there's not a whole lot of accolades going well, on. A lot of movement. Yeah, let me tell you, a lot of Transactions. Movement. We can fill up the transaction board. Let me tell you about that, though. Your coaching but, uh, staff went upgraded, though. <laughs> yeah, all right. So, yeah, pleasure having you guys here on a Friday night. If there's anything you guys want to bring up or talk about, bust it up in the, in the comments. We're, we're, uh, we'll be delighted to talk yeah, about it. Yeah, and we welcome anything fantasy-related yeah. as well. All right. We're so here for you. Let's get to it. Uh, the news that has happened recently this past week here, we got Russell Wilson and Jimmy G both signed uh, extensions here. Mm-hmm. Let's just get to probably the uh, the the Jimmy G one first, I guess, Joe. Yeah. Uh, after all of the, the drama that we've been following all summertime <laughs> long and everything, and uh, the, the fact that uh, the 49ers come out and said they were going to be moving on yeah. and, and Is starting he getting with, traded? with Is he Trey not? Lance and everything too. So again, he and then he's free, you know Jimmy G's free to go look for trades and, and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So throughout all the turmoil and yeah. all that stuff going on, uh, now he's staying. He's sticking around. Right. You know, the, again, they they worked out an agreement. And he's just like, you know, I'm not, I don't want to make waves. He, he's even come out and said so. Uh, he's now re-signed. Uh, or, or you just signed a new deal here to stay there for a one-year deal mm-hmm. and now just be that veteran guy as a backup here for, for Trey Lance. Yeah, and the inter- interesting thing is that Niners, you know, they were they were will- willing to wheel and deal Jimmy G. However, there wasn't a whole lot of interest, if you can picture that, for Jimmy G, which was kind of surprising. Or at least not enough interest to where there was a high enough pick of value for the Niners to, to receive. So, uh, you know, negotiations have to go hand in hand. And if they don't work out, then, you know, nothing happens. So uh, for Jimmy G and the Niners, this is actually a blessing for both because now Jimmy G doesn't have to go anywhere and kind of have to 
prove himself once again to another team or anything like that. But he does become the highest paid backup quarterback in the league, uh, making around six and a half million dollars as a backup after they retooled, restructured his deal to mm -hmm. reduce that cap number. Now, yeah. if you remember, it was 21 mil. Mm -hmm. around there mm -hmm. and that he was going to get paid this year they restructured it they reduced it down to so they can fit under that cap number and uh yeah jimmy g is hey he lives in he lives in the area why would he want to move if he doesn't have to still going to get paid decent but uh is a perfect insurance policy for the niners yeah, and that's what it kind of uh, is flat out. A lot of people are trying to make a little more out of this, I think, than, than it is. Uh, they're trying to say again, now, do the 49ers question what Trey Lance is now? No. Is it really he's just not coming along that fast, so they need a guy like Jimmy G to come in possibly? No. They already decided that he is think, the starter. Again, he's the starter. Jimmy G, there wasn't a lot of interest, so they're not going to get traded in there. They don't want to just cut him or anything like that. He doesn't no, act can't. like, yeah, he's like even disgruntled enough, like, I just don't want to be on the roster, not like mm -hmm. the whole Baker big, no. Mayfield situation. No, no, so no. why not make it just a one-year deal? He helps you out for this even one year, and then if some case something happens, Trey Lance does go down, you have Jimmy Garoppolo, guy who's right. taking you to the playoffs. Who can win. to multiple uh, uh, championship games and a Super Bowl, too, as mm -hmm. well. Um Again, it's got, got it going on for that. What a great backup to have there for you. And after the season's over, he's a free agent. Then if anybody does want to test, test the market out there, somebody grab him at whatever deal that he can make then. Everybody's happy. Exactly. So I think this is a great situation here yes. for them. Uh, everyone's happy. And I don't think there's as many waves as a lot of people are trying to make out for this. There's no, and, and, and the one thing that could have been a little bit more difficult to, to navigate is that if Jimmy G still had like two or three more years on his deal. Mm-hmm. Because you know Jimmy G is not going to want to sit back for another couple years until he's free to test the market. Right. That that might have thrown a, a little bit of a wrench into the whole deal, but it's a lot easier pill to swallow for him and his agent because they're like, okay, we'll take the back seat, we'll we'll be the backup guy, and 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 then after the season's concluded, we're free to go test the market and maybe get another starting job elsewhere. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. So let's talk about the Russell Wilson deal now, Joe. Uh, it comes out now here, too. He's got a, a new five-year deal. Uh, we were just talking about it off air on how you know he's got these trademark sayings he was going yes. with the with the Seahawks. Now Go birds. Yep, and now he's yeah. got his new one that he's been doing. What is that ride? Let's ride. Let's ride. Let's ride. So he's got to be like that Kirk Cousins, you know, kind of deal. Just, whatever you see, you like it. Said, you, <laughs> you know you, you like, like that. Like uh, so he's like, let's ride. So he's ride or die now with these guys. But the thing is now. You look at this deal, mm -hmm. and uh, I mean, he doesn't have like roster bonus or money, you know, for the last, say, when he's at 37 is when all the money comes off, the guaranteed money. Um, but still, that's even older. So I guess that works out for the Broncos if they're ready to move on for him, uh, with him at, at 37. But the deal goes till he's about 40. So again, a lot of these quarterbacks, I think, since they've seen Tom Brady do it, I think they feel like they could keep going too as well and play into their 40s, you know, possibly. Well, I mean, here's the thing. For Russell Wilson, uh, man, I, I just can't get behind the deal. I think it's way too much money because now he's getting paid. Like if you put it on, like say average, mm -hmm. the average amount he makes per year, mm -hmm. he's right up there now, close to uh, just under Rogers. Like he's under Rogers and maybe Watson like area, Deshaun Watson mm -hmm. area is where he kind of ends up sliding in. And it's like you you just gave a guy a humongous raise mm -hmm. for the lackluster of last season. 
Mm-hmm. That that to me doesn't make sense. I understand they want to lock him in longer. I get mm-hmm. all that mm-hmm. because you traded for him. But man, that's a that's kind of a crazy number for a guy that there's a lot of unknown now for him. He had a down year last season, late last season, and he's coming to a new team with new players, new coaching staff, new offense. That doesn't necessarily mean he's going to be take a huge, you know, jump back up into the upper echelon of quarterbacks mm-hmm. all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I think the deal might be a little premature for me. I feel like they sh- they sh- probably should have waited to like maybe this year and see what they really have in Russell mm-hmm. Wilson mm-hmm. before they go ahead to a, and agree to a, a massive deal like this. Well, that's the thing. Looking at the salary, though, uh, the way it is, the base salary this year is going to make uh, $2 million with a $10 million bonus. So they loaded up some bonus money for him. That's where he's getting uh, the, the payments the from. The cap relief. Yeah, yeah. And in 2024, he's at uh, $17 million, mm-hmm. And when now the uh, the bonus money, the guaranteed salary comes off in uh, 2025, when I'm talking yeah. about when he's 37, he's going to make $37 million that year. So <sighs> it's backloaded. So, so okay. anything after here, though, All right. that's what I'm saying. It goes to $40 million, then right. 45 then $50 Let million. Let me ask so. you this. Before we get to that point, mm-hmm. are there any cap savings if they wanted to move on from him? Like if they cut if they him wanted to move. There's, or uh, if they trade him. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, is yeah, there, yeah, is yeah. There... there's going to be the three, uh, uh, debt, uh cap savings. Yes. on uh, In that year. Is there 2025. Cap? How much it's is not, the cap not, savings? It's not dead cap money. Yeah, I can show you even right yeah. here on the tab if you want to look at it. It's it's five point eight, and as you go through, uh, it goes to the thirty seven million, and then the uh, yeah. The but million. here's the oh, they are screwed. <laughs> I'm just gonna tell you this because when you have forty nine million, forty nine point six million in dead cap mm-hmm. money, oh my god, they can't cut him. Uh, let me see if they could trade him. Mm-hmm. If they were to trade him, it's still it's still thirty one. It's still crazy. But I mean, it's twenty-seven million point two, like in cap relief. So it's kind of like picking apples and oranges mm-hmm. there. Um, if they were to trade him after June first, there's a that's what would have to happen. Mm-hmm. So if they were to trade him after June first, they would have a cap savings of thirty-seven million. And only eighteen million in dead money, which is still a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still got to eat that. So I mean, the contract is like lifetime. Basically, let's just call it what it is. That's the thing. The one question you would have about it would be, well, Russell Wilson, especially a a lot of analysts, or last year, people finally were pointing fingers at Russell. Even Pete Carroll was. Oh yeah. And oh yeah, saying that he's actually on the downturn. So if he's on the downturn and the Broncos go and get him and say, hey, maybe we can go win now with this guy and get him, they're mm-hmm. actually saying he's going to take us into the future. Right. Uh, but if we see that same Russell Wilson from last year and stuff, they might be in a real uh, heap of crap then, huh? Right. And, and the other thing, too, that we have to take a look at is offensive line. I mean, when, what he had in Seattle wasn't very good. Right. And what he has in Denver isn't very good. I mean, when you really compare the two, they're pretty similar to each other. I mean, so, I mean, uh, Drew Locke, when he was a quarterback for the Broncos, he was moving around and running for his life sometimes. Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, Russell Wilson's got, you know, crazy legs for that, uh, can get out of harm's way, can create more time that way. Mm-hmm. But there's going to be a lot of pressure in this AFC West. I mean, is, is anybody paid attention to the amount of pass rushers now? 
that are in the AFC West that he's going to have to deal with two times a year. You, you know, with the Raiders, with the Chargers, with, yeah. with you know, with, with the Chiefs. Like, there's no let up any given week in that division for him. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Uh, I, I wonder about that offensive line. How good can it become for him in in terms of pass protection? That's got to be a concern for me. And the, and, the, and the other thing, too, is age. You can't predict yeah. when a guy, like, look at Tom Brady right now. Mm-hmm. Brady just got back from his, from his two-week hiatus, mm-hmm. you know, and, and he returns and he's doing his press conference. But you look at him, and he, he even admitted in his press conference, he's like, hey, guys, I'm, I'm aging. I, I, they're like, oh, Tom, you know, uh, you look a little different now. Yeah, guys, I'm aging. I I watch Netflix and uh, <laughs> I chill and 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 you know I, I I take it a little easier now when I'm home. Mm-hmm. You know he still works hard and competes, but it's like you could see it on his face that he's you know he's aging and those type of things you can't get a, get away from. So Russell Wilson eventually that's going to creep up on him. And what does that mean? Does that mean he he may get a little bit more injured? Does it mean that uh, his Throw power is going to be affected. His 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 um, you know, his yeah, uh, velocity, you know, things like yeah, that. But you know, one that thing about that too, what does make what makes Russell Wilson kind of special too, his escapability. I know mm-hmm. this since I've got it even older too. Running, you know, has been a little rougher too at times. Stuff like that, you know. Yeah, what I mean, a if, bit more if that's what helps make you special, and that's what your 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 tools of the trade are, mm-hmm. and you can't do that as well. Maybe you lose a tick of speed. Maybe something else. You know what I mean? Right. It's it's a little you know harder for you to Definitely. do it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, maybe gets injured again like that. That that could affect that. Then then it's right. a whole different thing. Then it takes that whole main aspect of what you bring to the table out of it. Definitely. So then, what are you like? That's why we talk about uh, Lamar Jackson the same way. Mm-hmm. Uh, when if he, that's what he does and that's special, and you take that away from him, look at Robert Griffin the third. Mm-hmm. They took that's that away from him, him early on yeah. injury because he didn't learn to kind of slide or go out of bounds quick enough and got injured. Took what was special about him, took it away, and then when they tried to keep him in the pocket, oh, we're gonna make him a can't do that. Quarterback. Couldn't do it because he no. didn't have uh, the just didn't have it. Didn't have the tangibles. No, I mean for for that same situation though, you can't force someone to be something they're not. Mm, yeah, and I don't see that happening with the Broncos. No, with Russell. I don't see they're trying to do that. Either, but that's but. that's the downfall of Washington when they when they mm-hmm. had when they had him. Mm-hmm. They they forced they tried to force him to be a pocket guy. You can't do that to an athlete. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't work out for you. But the other thing too, I want to point sure. out as well is, you could easily argue. Was his weapons better in Seattle than in Denver? Yes, I think so, absolutely. Mm-hmm. DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett compared to Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy. Mind yeah. you, Jerry Judy, yes, he has. He, he's still kind of, he's been around and we're waiting for his breakout year, but right. he still hasn't really proven that he's a dynamite number two. Cortland Sutton has proven himself, but listen, he's getting longer yeah, in the tooth, yeah, and, and he's he got injured. He's coming from yeah, a major yeah. injury last mm-hmm. year, so... You know, can he remain healthy? So there's a lot of what ifs with this team, not let alone Russell Wilson and what he can do for the Broncos. But I mean, that, that contract, I think that's a little premature. I think it's kind of crazy to give him that kind of commitment. And I understand it's been a while since the Broncos have had a very, very good quarterback. Mm-hmm. But just because you acquired him in a trade and now you dump all this money and, and have this long extension till he's about 40 years old, that might not be the answer right now. Like, why not see what Russell Wilson can do for you this year first? Then maybe if he goes off, right. then give him this kind yeah, of a why deal. Why do it now? It seems like they're going all in. And you talk about a franchise that hasn't had a good quarterback since. 
uh, Peyton Manning. And again, that was another quarterback that they had to go and and, and woo to get over to them. Was it Fly somebody that in, they, they drafted and, and that, you know that they yeah. were able to find and and, and and raise up to get somewhere? Uh, right. That's why I think uh, it's so tough with a lot of these different teams when you when they're trying to find that franchise quarterback because. You don't have the storylines like you do with the with the Aaron Rodgers sitting for three years and then finally becoming the starter and stuff like that. Uh, the way the the world is and the way that the NFL is right now, they don't. A lot of these teams don't have that luxury, and they're kind of expected to try and get there and move these guys along. Uh, the the closest thing we've seen it is to like Patrick Mahomes sitting a year behind Alex Smith. But even seeing him now, he still even has his mistakes, and he's growing year to year still. Yeah, in front of our eyes, you know, some of the you know, learning not to do some of the certain things that worked early on his career that you know <laughs> has made him a superstar. Uh, that really is showing that like, you can't really stick with that all the time. You know, it's going to work every now and then, but now, no, 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 no. Yeah, it's so. like a two way street though in terms of the right. the new age quarterback coming right. into the league, mm -hmm. uh, because unlike you know way back in like. 80s and in the 90s when like quarterbacks were seen as like okay we draft them they sit for a year it was like a, a predetermined yeah, thing yeah, yeah, yeah. where like you you're your automatically turn. sitting for a year you're gonna learn and then you're gonna slowly but surely like develop and, and maybe become our starter yeah nowadays it's like quarterbacks are almost ready to go from day one and coaches as well are worried about their own jobs. Yeah. So they feel wanting them they feel ready. compelled where they have to start him sooner rather than later, even if they're ready or not. So right. I think because uh, there's so much money involved too. It's you know a double-edged I mean? sword, really. It, you know, in, in its terms of like how much investment mm -hmm. that you made, like when you draft a quarterback in the top five versus the bottom fifteen, you know, the, you, you might have a little bit more mm -hmm. leeway mm -hmm. in that in that area. So yeah, a lot of things, a lot of variables to go through. Now, what do you feel? Now, I heard a storyline today from uh, Keyshawn Johnson. Um, he said that he had talked to multiple um, players that used to be on the the Seahawks with Russell Wilson. Okay, and they said that some of the situation was that Pete Carroll Seahawks. What do you think of them? You know, they like to run the ball, keep mm -hmm. it safe, and then mm -hmm. you just get us out of some situations or throw some balls, yep. get it down there. Yep. They said that he wanted to do that, Carol wanted to do that, but then Russell Wilson wanted to be more of a, I want to be the focal part of this, and I want to start spreading the ball around more and be that passing type of guy. And then they said they weren't going with it, but then the last year they decided to kind of roll with it, and then he didn't look so good. Mm -hmm. So – Again, it's it, he heard this from players. He said so. That's why he thinks right. whether there's smoke, there's fire, mm -hmm. and that's an easy way to convince me to say maybe that's why Pete Carroll's like, well, Russell didn't do this and stuff like that. So you know, see, so he wanted it his way, and you know, that's what he got. So it is his <laughs> fault. Uh, but I don't know, man. I don't know about that story. That's still. really I mean, a lot of people want to say, yeah, but you know, you know, people say no, absolutely not, because when you watch it, you what, what we, we we say every year though too. And it, it was right there, the offensive line. He was getting sacked 50 times a, mm -hmm. a game. You can't be a successful drop-back quarterback if you're getting pressured that often. Right. So then you're running around, stuff like that. Then you try to run the ball, and it doesn't matter because they'll try and stuff the run. Then what do they do? Then they go after you again yeah. in that <laughs> offensive line. Yeah, so yeah. It's, some of it might it's be true. Tough. It's, it's different. But it's I, tough. And I mean, I would take it like I – I would say this. Like, if it actually did come from players – because now they're more freely to speak mm -hmm. about that situation because Russell's no longer there. Yep. One thing I'll say is that it was very unprofessional for Pete Carroll, of all people, your head coach, 
to basically kind of point the finger at your franchise quarterback and blame him mm-hmm. throughout that, that latter part of the season. The other thing I'll say is that, yeah, you're right. Offensive line wasn't playing up to par. They were, they were struggling and to keep him upright and, and, and stop the pressure from coming. But at the same time, it was also Russell Wilson's decisions when he got out of the pocket that, you know, caused, caused some issues as well. So I think that I, I would say that they're not going to change the offense automatically because Russell Wilson wants to be seen more as a pocket quarterback than a, than a runner, right? Especially at this point in his career. If you're going to do anything like that, it's in the very beginning, you're you're keeping Russell Wilson as a pocket quarterback from the from day one. You don't change that in the middle of his career and say, "Oh, now we're going to do what you want to do." So I I kind of disagree with changing the offense to, to 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 fit more of a pocket quarterback like Russell wanted, and then oh well, that's the reason for his decline. No, I I just think that it was, you know, it was one of those weird situations. That a lot of turmoil was going on between Pete and Russell and the team, and nobody really saw eye to eye. And I think that's what kind of influenced a lot of the the bad play, along with bad communication, mm-hmm. and 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 it reflected on the field. You don't want to ever want it to get to that, but it did. Right. Uh, I'm not saying that Russell Wilson didn't deserve any of uh, the blame, mm-hmm. but also you can't just say, "Oh, it was all his idea." That's why he failed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Now he's in Denver. No, you know he's out of out of that whole situation. Let's see what happens with Nathaniel Hackett now as the the offensive mind there, mm-hmm. new head coach for the Broncos, and let's see what they do. I, from what I hear out of Denver, I hear that they are going to create an offense around Russell, mm-hmm. like what fits him best. Like we all know, legs got to be part of it. Coming out on play action plays mm-hmm. and being able to threat the run, but also dump the ball off. You right. know what I mean? That's where he is yeah. like dangerous. So mm-hmm. expect that kind of an offense. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, so I mean, it's it's gonna be interesting there. I, I'm not really high on the Broncos, you right. know, like a lot of people here. Everybody uh, thinks they're going to the Super Bowl. Right. And I mean, like you said, you got different rumors that are coming out there. Some of it makes sense, especially with he brought up the fact that Seattle. I mean, if you feel like you have the franchise quarterback, franchise quarterback, he's not happy. Mm-hmm. You still look at what happened to Aaron Rodgers. He still was able to stay. Right. A lot of these other guys, they don't, you don't just trade them away. They smoothed it over they in just, Green Bay. They just traded them away. Yeah, they so, gave up. Like, so there was an issue there, with, I think, somewhere. But, again, yeah, maybe definitely. not to the extent that it's all his fault. I think it was in a, but between it, both mutual right. parties. But in that situation... What usually wins when it's between your head coach and your quarterback? That's very hard to find as a franchise queue. Right. Well, Give me the yeah, head coach. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Give me the head it, coach. Yeah. 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 I hear you. I that. think they made a bad decision. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, if it was the NBA, they would have got rid of the head, head coach. You know, that's the way it is. Players have the power there. But uh, we're going to give a shout out to Mike Tackett in the house with us. What's going yes, on, brother? Let's get to you, Mike. Uh, he's with us. Happy Friday, boys. <laughs> New work schedule. Right. Awesome. Uh, so maybe you can. Chill with us a lot more. He said uh has me him enjoying weekends oh, again. There we yes. go. Ooh, Congratulations. Nice, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm starting to enjoy some more weekends too myself. I like it. <laughs> nice. All right, here he goes. The last five years, Seattle has been in the bottom half of the league in passing attempts due to his O line play. Don't expect anything new in Denver. There you go. He says it right mm-hmm. there too, Joe. Uh here's Seattle's passing attempts rankings. The past five years, he's got the stats here. Yep. Hashtag know it all. 2017. 2017. 16th. Mm -hmm. 2018, 32nd. That last. Boom. 2019. 
23. 2020-17th back in the middle of the pack, and then 2021 almost at the dead bottom, 31st. Yeah. So there you go. I mean, He's got the it's stats right, right there. there to prove it. Yep. The proof and that's is what in we're the just saying there. So again, uh what what where some of that storyline might be a little bit of it. Right. Uh, you know, because I could see the one thing, because mm-hmm. you saw when uh he was saying he wanted to be part of more of the the front office decisions and the things planning. like that. Yep. And yep. even after winning the Super Bowl, when he went to the second Super Bowl, he had a little more swagger to him too. Yeah, so I could definitely. see maybe he even had a little more, you know, behind him, like, oh here I'm somebody now, you know. Uh I want to be this guy now. I want to do this and this and this. And they're kind of like, whoa, slow Almost it down. Almost kind of like a power struggle. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, so I could see him trying to just uh, damp, dampen that a little bit. But I don't know. We'll see what happens with, with the uh, the Denver Broncos. I don't believe the, 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 the deal was the right thing to do. Again, I'm like Joe. Not now. Like feel it out yeah. uh, this season and then work it out if he starts to play well. But, again, for a guy that started off pretty good, uh, the beginning of the season then tapered right off and dropped off to where people weren't even they were taking him out of his top out of the top 10 like quarterback lists you know what i mean yeah, people were taking yeah. him right out yep. you know what i'm saying so not even saying that he was anywhere near elite or anything like that for quarterback you know so. it's awfully awfully eerie that you know this contract extension just got done and the amount that it was mm-hmm. maybe it has something to do with his new catchphrase when he said, keeps saying, let's ride, he's like, that's hey, right. he's really with us. Yeah. We got to lock him in. That's right. He's in. He's all in. Who knows? All right. So you know who's all in, Joe? Uh, I'm talking about Mohawk Honda here. Mohawk oh, Honda yeah, is all yeah, in with are. us. If you guys haven't checked it out, by the way, we were at Mohawk Chevrolet last week. That's right. We did that was two fun. shows last that week. We were there Thursday in the afternoon to see the new Corvette, the 2023 Corvette. Oh, God, that uh, thing is Joe gorgeous. got to sit in it. It was, a, it was amazing. So um, gorgeous. Yeah, oh, my yeah, God. It was cool to be there. We had a good time with our man, uh, Chet Davis, too. We talked some fantasy football and everything else, too. Yeah, it was If a blast. you guys uh, have fantasy leagues, you're out there, let us know what your lineups are. Tell us what you think about them and stuff, and we'll tell you what we think if you post them up there in the comments. Yeah, we'll know. even give you, you know, listen, if you're struggling on who you should start or sit or anything, we're here for you. Yeah, Drop absolutely. Drop down the comments. Mohawk Chevrolet was really nice, but we love our friends at Mohawk Honda there on Freeman's Bridge Road, where they go either way to please you. And you know what? The, the the market's still kind of crappy right now, but but they still have uh the whole the lineup stocked there. Whenever I drive by them, Freeman's Ridge Road, I see everything pre-owns, brand new ones, and they got more coming in all day, all all uh, all week, and uh, they can do whatever they can to to put you in the right car that you want they the payments that you deserve uh trade in your vehicle they'll give you the best top dollar for it with the kelly blue book instant cash offer so go to uh mohawkhonda.com you could search it all right there for your car your trade-in amount everything else there so that's where you want to go mohawkhonda.com and when you're satisfied and you want to go down there to freeman's freeman's bridge road go talk uh talk to our guys there and they'll take care of you and put you in the car that you want uh mohawkhonda where they go out of their way to please you that's right. Absolutely. There you oh, go. Yeah. <laughs> Got I stumbled it. and fumbled through that one again. I'd be getting worse at these things. Listen, but I think we should have a preseason for ourselves. It's Friday. I think I'm already t- taking spent. time off. So You're spent. I didn't even dress up for the show. I'm like in my pajamas <laughs> right now. You know? But but anyways, Joe, uh we've been we've been doing the uh the AFC NFC um predictions and stuff, right. you know, we just predict the the uh the, the division, see how they go, where they lay. We do yeah. this every year and stuff like that. This week, we're on to the AFC East and the NFC East. So we have been partnered up with Godzilla Media this year, and we had a couple of our analysts or uh, other show uh, members here 
we asked them what their picks were and stuff. So we've got a few here. So let us uh, put you to them, and we'll show you who they picked for the uh, – let's go with the um, – what do you do with the NFC? Let's do the NFC East first, I guess. I, even though I switched it up on you. <laughs> let's do the NFC East here. And yep. this is who they have. Here, here we go. All right. Sean Martin's got the Eagles, then the Cowboys, Washington, and New York. And actually, if you look at it, they all have that. <laughs> oh, I didn't even pay attention. I even put this stuff in there. Look at that. So Brian Katie's got it too, and Gaz, Zillow Media himself, Tom Gozlowski. He's got the Eagles too, the Cowboys, the Washington Commanders, and the New York Giants, the bottom feeders of this whole thing. Man, there they are, my Giants, Joe. Man. But this division... Um, it's funny Tough. that maybe it seems that it's just so cut and dry, but I don't think it really was even for a lot of people because no. yeah, some of a lot of these teams you still can't gauge. No. How many times have we seen the Eagles grab a bunch of like stars or, or whatever, good players, join the team, but maybe they're not the right fit for the team even too. You know, remember back 2012, I think it was, when they had Vince Young and Namdi Asamoa and, mm -hmm. you know, and Sante Samuel there and everybody. And it bombed, you know, so it looks good on paper. So the Eagles look pretty good here. So again, how well is their quarterback going to play? Maybe that's the question here for them. And then the Cowboys, Cowboys always look pretty decent. Again, on paper, they don't have a, a Mari Cooper this year, but again, poised to do something with this division. And you've got probably the best quarterback in the division and Dak Prescott. And then you've got the Washington commanders here with uh, Carson Wentz, big question marks about him still. I mean, what kind of, advance have you made you want to talk about a quarterback uh, a team that's needed a quarterback since uh Alex Smith probably even too there uh what the heck's going on with the Washington Commanders and the Giants they're on full rebuild mode so yeah. what do you think about this and what these guys have got going on here? I mean it's it's kind of funny if you're playing the slots I mean it, you just hit they all got the same thing so mm -hmm. I mean jackpot I mean I, I I agree with what uh what the three guys right here you know Cody Martin and and Gaz what they have going on in their division because it's it's awfully funny because uh, I kind of got the same exact Ooh, thing. There it is. Uh, and it easily, you know, here's the thing that I'll, I'll say about this division. It's never easy to pick this division. It's always very difficult because it, it never, you know, happens the way you think it would. Uh, Eagles, I will say, have the most complete roster in the division. Uh, they got they got a they got a good D line. They they got. You know, everything on that defense looks pretty darn scary. Their secondary is scary. Uh, their offense, a lot of weapons. And just like you mentioned, Jalen Hurts has got to take another step forward in order for this team to get farther. Um, and and their offensive line is healthy again. Like, let's let's see. That's always been the big factor for them is health. I, I don't know if the, the, you know, can they stay healthy? If they do, they got a shot at winning the division. Cowboys. They're already in pro, you know, having problems. Offensive line, guy, you know, the the left tackle, you know, Tyron Smith is now done for the year. And I, and we, if you remember, we, on one of our earlier shows, we did kind of touch on that and said, can he stay healthy? Well, the answer is no, we can't. Uh, so he should probably retire. And 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 now that and for the first time, I think in like forever, the Cowboys don't have a very strong offensive line. It's very you know, sub, you know, subpar. It, it's not, not very strong. And, and, and it makes me wonder because Jerry Jones has always been a prominent figure in that organization, always saying, make sure I have some hogs up front, always to, to create holes and protect. So there's some, you know, 
discrepancies and weaknesses for the Cowboys, just like every other team after that. You know, you look at Washington. Carson Wentz scares the hell out of me as a quarterback. I could easily see Taylor Heineke coming in midseason and trying to do what he can to kind of salvage what they have left. Uh, you know, they have other weapons. They got young rookies coming in. Dahan Watts, or um, Jesus, I just forgot his name. Dahan, uh, ah, the rookie mm-hmm. yeah, yep. coming in. Uh, you know, he, he, he's, he looks really good in preseason. But then again, it's about what you do in the regular season, what that matters. So uh, they got Antonio Gibson returning and, and uh, looking to make a, a, a prominent return this season after his major injury last year. So, and the defense, what is going on with Washington's defense? They got everybody healthy yet again. You know, are they going to return to two years ago where they were so hard to move the ball on? Or are they going to be like last year where even though they had great players, it just seems like nobody was on the same page. And the Giants, just like Jim mentioned, like for me, uh, we already knew that they had some some changes that were going on with the coaching staff and what have you and players, but they're just not ready to make a big push there. We thought they were close a couple years ago or a year ago, but it seems like everything's kind of falling apart right now. And they got to put all the right pieces back together to try to get this thing going. Yeah, and Jahan Dotson was who you were thinking for. That's it. You were right there, but again, that's why it even threw me off because I'm like, yeah, what is that? Because it sounds right, and I was like, man. But that's what happens when we, we go over so many teams, like all 32 teams, and we go really far in their depth that we'll just slip the names, you know, not even yeah. think about it. I'm like, man, yeah. what was it? And mesh, mesh them together. I did it earlier. And Curtis today, Samuel, too, was like, too, is on that team. Yeah. You know what I mean, yeah, so you know. they got some weapons. Logan Thomas, everyone forgets mm-hmm. about him. Mm-hmm. Logan Thomas is a pretty darn good tight end. Yeah, and yeah. everyone seems to forget about how good yeah, he is. Yeah, and that's so when you bring up the Carson Wentz thing too. It's it's one of those Scares things me. like because they were still the the, the Colts were still even ma- able to make it into that playoff last year. And what did he do? He he, he crapped the bed. He couldn't get through. And he, yeah. he was partially, mostly the reason why they lost that game. You know, what I mean, the, with the turnovers and stuff. And this is what they're trying to do: is grab a quarterback that doesn't do that. And that's why, for me, that the the move to go get him made no sense to me because you were you were Taylor Heineke isn't going to be your franchise quarterback, but he can definitely be your bridge now until you get somebody. So why make the the transition and go uh, make a a move to trade away a pick to go get? A, a guy like Carson Wentz, who for me, I think he's just by now he's already just damaged goods. You can see it; he's just damaged goods right now. So Taylor Heineke, that was getting a rhythm with the with the wide receivers, uh, with the team, uh, a guy who was you know overlooked, so he was drafted you know later on, and now kind of moved into this starting role a bit just by you know working hard and, and knowing the coaching staff too, and and getting to this point really got the team along with him like he was carrying the team he was he, he was being a leader in the locker room it, you people were, yeah. the players were getting around him yep and now and you bring Carson Wentz in here now they're going to yep. try and follow him and if you remember when Heineke came in remember Ryan Fitzpatrick got hurt right. before yeah, the season yeah, yeah, yeah. started like the Heineke great opportunity for him steps in mm-hmm. he actually won quite a few games that people didn't right. anticipate that right. to happen and that actually helped him further develop too so why would you stunt that Right. And bring in Carson Wentz, where you're like, eh, not, how many fan, how many Washington fans out there are excited for Carson Wentz? Mm-hmm. None. I don't yeah, hear any. Yeah, I don't hear any. You know, so uh, nobody. I mean, uh, <laughs> Taylor Heineke. People were starting to get behind. Like Washington fans were were liking what they saw on the field. Yeah, 
he made mistakes just like any other young quarterback, but he's still developing. And, you know, I think, I think he's 29. I want to say yeah, like yeah, yeah. he, he was, old. I was surprised. I, I thought he was he's younger, younger. Yeah. but when we looked at it, like he's like around that age, like 29 and yeah, just like you mentioned, like he'd be perfect, like as a bridge quarterback right now to hold on to that seat, keep it warm until they find an answer. Yeah, yeah, and then when you when you're looking at the uh, the Philadelphia Eagles, that's I still have them the same way that you are. Let's take a look at my picks here, and it's unanimous amongst Godzilla Media. This will right never here. happen again. Yeah, never, <laughs> never again here. Uh, so there it is. It's the I got the Eagles again, Cowboys, Washington, and then the Giants. The Eagles again, it all just lays on uh, their quarterback and how he can and perform. And I think I, there's I have enough faith in them that they can do it with with the team that they have too. Uh, they're a real strong competitor, and even when it looked like the Cowboys were going to be the favorites in the division, the Eagles popped up and went ended up taking it anyways. Right. So this, this division is so tight; it, it could be anybody's game here too. It's just what what week it is or what they're dealing with. Um, Cowboys, I just think they move into second because of Dak Prescott. Uh, he's been able to lead them through a lot of different things, whether uh, you know losing uh, players on the offensive line or not. Been able to, he's been able their lifeblood because what happened mm -hmm. even when they didn't have him. When he went down with that ankle injury, Andy Dalton couldn't get him there. You know, these guys, nobody could do it. So he's got to be their lifeblood. He's got to be the guy to bring it, to bring them to the playoffs yeah. and get further where they want to. Um, I just worry it's, it's on Mike McCarthy this year, too, though. So who knows? <laughs> it's always against him. Right? I, I don't even know how he got the job. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like Jerry's like, hey, will you listen well, you to everything I did. say? He did the sleepover. Yes, I'll so say what whatever you say. What happened during the sleepover? I want no, okay, you're hired. Out. <laughs> you know, so, I mean, like, offensive line is a huge concern, though. Yeah. Like, you want to protect your quarterback. Right. And Dak Prescott being as important as he is to this team, mm -hmm. I don't see them doing a very good job of it, you know, and they haven't made any strides. Like, okay, they, they drafted a tackle this year, right? Mm -hmm. uh, a kid who's kind of raw from Tulsa who – you can't teach size. Obviously, he's got tremendous yeah, yeah, size, yeah. and you know he's got good attributes to become a good tackle, but he's not proven yet. Mm -hmm. And now he is going to be forced to play that left tackle spot. Tyron Smith no longer there. So that's going to be a little bit of a concern of the unknown for Dak. Is he going to be comfortable back there? And, and especially after he suffered a, a leg injury, you know, not – is that going to be in the back of his head? Like, oh, man, this guy's a rookie. I'm not really sure how it's going to work. You know, right. in the game, if pressure is always there, then this offense is going to struggle. Right. I mean, you better hope that you can develop a run game to at least kind of break it up. Right. And it, for a guy even as a rookie, he was, was, uh, had question marks about his penalties that he has. Mm -hmm. Going to a team that was the highest penalized team last season and right now currently in the, in the preseason – had the most penalties again. So, and when Mike McCarthy is asked about it, he's like, yeah, it's preseason. Who cares? I'm not worried about it. <laughs> well, you guys did it last year, too, during the season. Right. So, <laughs> so, you know, something, nothing has changed here. So, do you think ah, you maybe you want to try and figure that out? We like penalties. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And that's, you know, so that could be the question mark for them. But that's why I just think Dak Prescott does enough. Washington, just not sure what's going on with that team. And then the Giants, again, after all the moves here with the injuries, like I was telling Joe, the, yeah. the, uh, the injury list is crazy. crazy plus the, plus the, um, 
uh, that's just a pup list alone. But then again, yeah. on IR, uh, now they're, you know, they just cut a release on Blake Martinez, which I was excited to see him. I was just talking to somebody about that. I'm like, oh, let's see him come back this year, you know, because he was our leading tackler, mm -hmm. I think, before that, before he got injured. And uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just a, a good leader for the defense and gone now. So I'm like, we got all these guys filling in, you know, young guys, you know, and just, it's just a mess there. Uh, so who knows what we could see. The only thing you, you want out of this season is to see what you really have in Daniel Jones during some of these games, whether it be losses or not. And Saquon, what is he? You know, is he going to be able to get back to what he was the first two seasons? And is that going to be beneficial for us, depending on what the deal might be, or for somebody else? Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, too, is there's going to be a lot of proving this see. season. Mm -hmm. uh, it's almost like let's extend the preseason for the Giants all through the regular through season the, yeah, yeah. Uh, because that's really what it's going to be. It's going to be like a, a very long tryout uh, for a lot of these players. And So I don't have a lot of high expectations, so I think I'll be less stressful this season. Who knows? <laughs> no, you will still be I amped up, <laughs> especially when you play the Cowboys. Uh, but, it, but also um, – you're going to have some guy, guys are coming back from injury like Barkley. You know, mm -hmm. can he remain healthy would be a big win for him all season. Uh, and, that go, and then leading that into the, the next. Uh, but also, uh, you know, you mentioned Blake Martinez is uh, being released. Mm -hmm. uh, and I understand he was coming back from kind of like a big injury. Now, the, co the new coaching staff, new GM, they don't have any ties to Blake. They didn't bring him in. Mm -hmm. So... What's to say that maybe they the the trainers and the doctors that they have probably looked evaluated and be like, eh, we're we're not really sure how well he's going to come back. If there was an injury concern, then that could probably lead them to releasing him uh, because they don't think he's going to be a hundred percent when he gets back out mm -hmm. there. So that's something also to think about. Even though he's a really really good player. Yeah, and it's also been coming out that he wasn't—he was having disagreements with the coaching staff too, or not too. Yeah. So who knows what's going? Maybe him and Wink Martin I mean, didn't fit right, what was because going on there too. Think so. about it, Patrick Graham it was mm -hmm. their D coordinator. Mm -hmm. Now he's not there anymore. New DC, new defense. So obviously, like there was a little bit of you know friction between uh, mm -hmm. Wink Martin. Right, we've so. got a comment from uh, somebody from Twitch. All right, hey, 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 hey. we got Dark Sage. Welcome to the show. Uh, I am going to make a bold prediction. Well, let's hear it. Let's hear your prediction like out there. Uh, we like bold predictions. I like it. Uh, Let me hear it. I got sent a text from Gaz when he was giving me his picks here for the um, for the picks that we have here tonight. Yeah. And he says he has the Eagles going to the Super Bowl. So that's a bold wow. prediction. Really? Yeah. Well, we're also going to go through the AFC East here, this too. Is, and he has one of those teams possibly making the push but, to get there, too. But this is the same guy that loved Jameis Winston as a quarterback. But now hates the Saints and wants to put them at the bottom of the division this year, I think. <laughs> I think that's what it's, he said. Yeah, but that's his rival. Yeah, <laughs> I know, on. but it's kind of funny, though, because yeah, you have no faith in him. Yeah, yeah, what do you think boy. about that with some people who say in um, – uh, I think it was Bart Scott said uh, that Jameis Winston even has a shot for MVP this year. And Keyshawn, Strong words. I think just because his nephew is, you know, Michael Thomas. Right. He says they're going all the way and winning the Super Bowl. So I uh, think they have some good personnel. Their defense is pretty good. And Jameis Winston, it looks like he's come around a little bit, but we don't know yet. I like the team. He's, got, he's been able I to like put up team. points, but he's also given up points. Here we go. Dark Sage here. Because I believe the New England... Patriots will win the AFC East this year. Wow. It seems to me the media and the young Patriot fans are all down are all doom and gloom about the since uh Brady is no longer with the team. 
I am very high on Mac Jones and believe that he is the real deal. But I am concerned that the young fans of New England and the media want Mac to fail because he's not Brady. And I see them giving them uh, a very short leash uh, to get results. I would. Okay, I'll agree with you that Mac Jones is the answer because he is. Like, he's already proven it his rookie year. For him to have the yeah. su- success at a rookie mm-hmm. level, he's only going to trend word upward. So. Uh, I like I loved Mac Jones coming out of the draft. I think he was a perfect. Me and Jim both thought he was the perfect fit for the Patriots if he got there, and he did. Uh, so I don't have any questions about Mac Jones. I think he's going to be amazing for the Patriots going forward. But mm-hmm. the things that are the bigger question marks. This is why people are a little down on the Patriots, us included, uh, this year, is because one, there's a major change at the offensive front. There's no longer like that long, mm-hmm. you know, transcending rotational door of offensive coordinators anymore. McDaniels took a lot of those guys with him. He left. He's been there for years and years and years. Uh, and that was where they had all the all their success offensively is through McDaniels. Now, big major change. Now they're not even sure who the offensive coordinator is. It could be Matt Patricia. Mm-hmm. We, we don't even what's the official word yet. So because there's a lot of uncertainty in that side of the ball, that's why people are expecting the offense not to be as good. The defense might still be solid. They might be okay because Bill is still the the head honcho in that department, Uh, but they do have a lot of young and newer faces on that defensive side of the ball with some injuries. So with that all being said, the Patriots as a whole are not as strong as they once were. And... That's really the problem. Uh, he says here, perhaps that was wrong to say, but uh, he never hated the Patriots like many did. He goes, I hated the media coverage that they got. Yes. And uh, since Brady is yeah. gone, it seems like the media has basically turned on them. Um, yeah. I would, I'll give I mean, you a point for that one. I, I mean, a little bit in a sense, because again, they're not all like, they were in love with Bill Belichick. They're ready to make the Lombardi trophy become the Belichick trophy. Everybody loves a winner, though. Oh, yeah, they do. But now that Tom, Tom Brady has gone to Tampa and won again, they're like, oh, see, now it was all him now. So let's go switch to him and look at Brady. It's it's a man in the arena. Here it is. And then, oh, now he's gone. But now he's back. And, I, and That's uh, a couple of years ago, though. But I mean, that was even last year they did the man in the arena. It was his good hurrah to yeah. walk away from the, the you know, the, the game. Yeah, but here's the thing is, like, when I say everybody loves a winner, that's, that's the media follows winners. Like, that's it. Mm-hmm. So when you don't win, they didn't win their division last year, correct? Uh, Patriots no, but they win. made the playoffs and they went to the playoffs. But they didn't win their division. That's what I'm getting at. Like until you're, they knocked off the king. Oh you know, yeah, the Bills won. The Bills and, and they knocked off the king. Now, now the the fun fair and and the and the media attention is going to go to the Bills now. Oh, it is. And that's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, so right. there was a changing of the guard, mm-hmm. and until the Patriots come back up and 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 knock the Bills off. You know, that, that's why the media kind of gears Don't towards winners. Me again. So, I mean, but I will say this. I've never seen the Patriots besides, like, you know, way back. I mean, this is before Brady, before Bill Belichick. The Patriots used to be abysmal. Like, they oh, yeah, were the like worst the organization so, yeah. in, the, yeah. in, the, in, the, in the league. Mm. Before that, you know, they, they, there was no coverage on them mm. at all. Mm-hmm. And then when they had that long, I mean, they, they were a dynasty, right? You know, this was an organization that went forever, seven Super Bowl wins. Like, it's crazy to even think about that for anybody. Mm-hmm. 
but because of their success for so long, the media was all up their asses, was mm-hmm. always pro-patriots. They're never going to lose. They're winning everything. They're taking over the world. Now they're no longer that team anymore. So now that that has happened, that's why the media attention is not, I wouldn't say against them. I say they're not pushing them to the front of the line. Well, yeah, because there's no real big narrative to push there. Right. You know what I mean? And that's what was easy to try and steer that that narrative to keep them like, because everybody wants to look, what's the conversation that Gaz hates and a lot of other uh, guys we talked to, the, the the Mount Rushmore of this and this yeah, and yeah, that. Yeah, These yeah. guys, oh, they're the next, you know. Right. Your franchise that's going to be you know a dynasty you know this oh my goodness and blah blah, blah. And that's thanks what they for the comment to anyway yeah. Uh, yeah. dark sage yeah dark sage definitely we really appreciate it and that's what we even said to I mean maybe this is the guy we talked to at uh, at Mohawk Chevrolet I don't know might be uh, I don't but know. Mohawk Chevrolet he was like <laughs> a Tom Brady fan and mm-hmm. then we he's like what did you guys think of Tom Brady and then I just said to him again I don't really like the narrative that media pushed so much on him. As far as a player, I think he's a pretty good player. Right. And again, as a dude, I think he's all right. I probably enjoy him. But the way the media portrayed him all the time and just pushed him up into this big uh, hierarchy, you can't yeah. touch him. I think that was a little excessive. The one pill that was hard for me to swallow is that early in Brady's career, he didn't have just a chip on his shoulder. Mm-hmm. He had a humongous ego that kind of rubbed me wrong. Mm-hmm. So I would say early in his career, I did not like Tom Brady. Yeah. I didn't like him as a player, right? Because I I just don't vibe with that. Like I don't I don't like guys that are just gonna be like, oh, I'm the best. I'm the even though that's needed at his position, but he kind of just let it out in public like a little too much. You know what I mean? For my, for my liking. But now, like you fast forward it now. Now that he's been in the league for quite some time, now he's you know, as he got older, that kind of diminished. He he was more like. I'm going to handle my business. I'm a competitor. I'm going to I'm going I'm going to do whatever I need to do and I'm going to win. You know what I mean? It was a little bit less of a direct, you know what I mean, like kind of assault at, at, at people or at other teams. So, uh but now uh, like you start to see a difference in Brady. Yeah. You know his yeah, views yeah, yeah, yeah. and and, and the way he carries even himself. got older, yeah. yeah. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah, I see that. And uh but yeah, thanks uh Dark Sage for that comment. That was cool. Yeah. Definitely. We, we very we love good. It. Talk about a uh, uh, bold prediction, Joe. I'm going to make a bold prediction right now, right? Are you? I think right now you're going to do a Johnstone supply read right now. What do you oh, think God. about that? That's Way to go out prediction. on a limb. Yes. <laughs> Listen, the summer months are winding down. We're almost at the end. Yeah, Jim, look at You're right. You're yeah. right. Oh, uh, yeah. Listen, I know it's sad to say, uh, my northerners, but... Uh, <laughs> it's cold in the morning. It's going, it's going to get colder as we go from here so uh before it gets to that point before we get into the you know the the fallish weather you know season and into the winter let's get prepared for it you know if you need help or any have any questions call johnstone supply these guys are amazing in troy new york you can call them at 518-272-5922 these guys are clear-cut professionals they can do heating or cooling but now that we're transcending towards those colder months, let's get a jump on it, right? You know, let's call these guys up if you need a new furnace, if you have any questions about your heating system and how it works and what can you do to enhance it, make it better. These guys are the go. Johnstone Supply and Troy. Listen, they also have these new, new uh, Fujitsu Goodman Westinghouse products that are great. If you're still interested in AC systems, 
They got those right there for you. They got those uh, ductless mini splits for you. Maybe you want to get a jump on next year's summer. Mm-hmm. They can help you with that. Or heating. They're, they're the place to go to for anything. You can also stop in one of their great stores, uh, you know, at 2600 6th Avenue in Troy, New York, and talk to them there. You know, let, let them know why you're there. Kevin, James, or Bird, they're there to talk to you guys. Mm-hmm. Tell they're them to help you it. out. Call them, 518-272-5922. That's right. Tell them large Marge sent you. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So uh, we're talking to about the NFC uh, East and the AFC East now. We're getting to the AFC, That's especially cool. now that uh, Dark Sage has brought it in. And that was one of the other things, too, that uh, Tom Gaza told me in a text. He His dark horse was that Patriots make the playoffs and they challenge the Cincinnati Bengals to take the AFC Conference Championship and possibly be in the Super Bowl against the Philadelphia Eagles. How many drugs Here was Gaz on? Are the Godzilla media picks. All right. I just am very concerned for Gaz right now. I don't know where where well, he's going. Well, he has see them coming in there into second there with the Bills. And, wow. uh, but then they're going to overtake the Bills. Or do you think somebody else is going to take the Bills out in order for the Patriots to move up? You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so, because if the Bills sneak in, you would think they'd have to be the lower seed, so they would probably play the Bills, possibly, or whoever that <laughs> best team is. And you, like you said, the media, the Bills are the media darlings right now. They, they are. love some Josh Allen. He's he's better than sliced bread right now. And the Bills are just, they're, they're expecting him. Now Now they've got all the pressure on him right there mm-hmm. to win it all. It's, it's win or bust. All right, so let's say they all have the Bills there, but let's look at... Um, uh, Brian Katie and Sean Martin here. They both have the Dolphins second. They swap with the Patriots and the Jets here. And Gaz has the, 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 the Dolphins and the Jets here last for there. So they're a little different here. They're not the same like last time we went through with the NFC here. Right. Um, but what do you think about this here? It seems like there's a little more mix of uh, confusion here. They're not mm-hmm. sure what to think of this division. Well, one thing that we know for sure, the Bills are going to win the right? division. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's pretty you know straightforward all the way across – Listen, how could you not like the Bills right now unless you're a rival? I understand. Mm. Uh, but the Bills, they're so complete. They're so dangerous. And they got even better in, in the course of the offseason. So you look at, uh, if everybody remembers Cole Beasley, who was their slot wide receiver. Yeah, they got a kid by the name of Isaiah McKenzie, mm-hmm. who is not only blazing fast, but he's every bit of good a, as a route runner. Like, he's amazing. So they got better in that department. You know, they, they love the, the development of Gabriel Davis. They have a plethora of running backs to use. James Cook got drafted by them. Mm-hmm. Dalvin Cook's, you know, relative. So there's a lot to like with that team, and they could do a lot of different things. Dawson Knox, who kind of blew up and had a breakout season last year, looks to continue that success. And, of course, Josh Allen, offensive line is, has been improved. And defensively, they have a lot of underrated young talent that's going to jump off the page this year. Don't forget, last year they did not have one of their key defensive corners, and Tredavious White was gone for most of the year. He's returning, along with a draft pick that they got in Kyra Elam, who I love. He's one of my best corners coming out. I I think this kid's going to develop into something special for them. So, uh, you know, top to bottom for the Bills, they are easily the favorites. Then you go into the other teams, and that's kind of like where it's it becomes a little murky. You know what I mean? We're not really sure what the Patriots are really going to have week one. 
no, no one's kind of come out and give an official word like Bill Belichick saying like, oh, well, it's going to be, you know, um, Joe Judge is going to be the offensive coordinator or it's going to be, you know, someone else that we don't know about. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, that, that hasn't been decided just yet. So and defensively, there there's some key veterans that are no longer on that team that I, I think people kind of just assume is still on the roster. Dante Hightower is no longer there. You know, I mean, there's they're missing yeah. some guys, some new young talent, you know, but they're still kind of there. There's a little bit of injuries on that side of the ball. And then offensively, I don't know what to expect because it's going to be a different mm-hmm. offense mm-hmm. in a sense. And I don't know how they're going to call it. So there's a lot of unknowns for them. The Jets, Jesus. I mean, they can't stay healthy. Makai mm-hmm. Becton yet again is out for the out for the year like. I don't know what to do with this guy. Like, like you know, you got to lose some weight, bro. Like, mm-hmm. that, that's that got to be his his reasoning. I, I don't understand. I can't figure it out any other way. But Don't man, be rude. The one thing would, would be great is if he was able to stay healthy. They got a legitimate shot to, like, surprise some people. But now you're losing out on that right tackle spot. And they even though they brought in Dwayne Brown, he's there to strengthen that. It's straightened probably left tackle up. Mm-hmm. But it's like... And then you got the things with Zach Wilson. Yeah, he's no, going to be out for two to four weeks. Again, to that same foot. So I, that's what we got to worry about. Yeah, too. I like the receivers. I like mm-hmm, the new mm-hmm. young talent that they have. And Denzel Mims, it looks like he's starting to come into his own in preseason, mm-hmm. and, and performing much better. You know, Brees Hall, another draft pick. And then defensively, you're starting to notice on the defensive side of the ball that Robert Sala is putting the blueprint down on his defense. They, they did a ton of work uh, through the draft on defense, added some free agents. I, they're not there yet, but you can start to see the foundation on both sides and starting to bring it up in, in terms of, of, of maybe even having a chance of being 500, maybe. But now with Mackay Becton being hurt, Wilson's going to miss some time. Now you're like, oh, well, that's gone in the toilet. That's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... That's why I could see a lot of people kind of losing faith in the Jets right now and and then and then them kind of trending downward in that division. Uh, and then the Dolphins. Dolphins are another one, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know as well, like Tua, he's been the big question mark right. for, for, yeah. this, for this team. Um, so far in his career, hasn't been like, here's the keys right. and then just drive it. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he's kind of been given the keys as a rental taking the keys back, go have a seat. We're going to play someone else out there. Uh, oh, you know what? You can go back in. He's hurt. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's too much carouseling right now. Now it's give him the keys. Let's see if he can work with a new coaching staff right. and, and, a, and a new offensive philosophy that I think is going to fit Tua better. Right. And I'm hoping the mm-hmm. best. I, I really do like Tua. I, I, I'm, I'm, I, I've been a fan of his since Alabama, and I'm hoping that he can kind of make the stride he needs to make to, to kind of lock down that position. But with all those weapons that they have now, Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddle, who they drafted, Tyree Kill in a big trade, mm-hmm. you know, and, and they got a very young offense. It could be very scary. And then defensively, we already know they're really rock solid, especially on the back end. Mm-hmm. If they can put it all together this year, they really, literally do have a chance to surprise a lot of people. Could quite possibly be one of those teams where you don't really think much about them, and all of a sudden, hey, they're winning games. They're, they're right there in the hunt. Right, right. Yeah, I know, and that's the thing. You look at a team like that, 
where it, it's 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 you know they're fully stacked when their question mark is probably the quarterback. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of times <laughs> the quarterback is got to be your guy, that franchise guy that's there. You know, here's your here's your backbone. Yeah, uh, right. And, but when you have all these other guys, weapons that you have, even like you know Preston Williams now is on the trade block just about here too because they're so kind of stacked here for them, and he's kind of tapered. Oh, they off. cut him. So so there you go. So they cut him. Got him. So he's down. He's so, a free agent, by the way. Um, Anybody need so a receiver? Go. Yeah, and you saw that trending that way, you know, mm-hmm. throughout the the off season here. Well, you know, we so. did we did go through those like likely scenarios right. of maybe yeah. trades happening, and he was one of them. Yeah. And uh, we talked about it on the show. We were like, "Hey, listen, it's either he's going to be traded, and Dolphins are looking for a certain draft pick mm-hmm. because he's still young, uh, and, and if it doesn't get met." We could easily see him being cut. Yep, and, that, and that's ended yeah. up what happening. Right, right. And then here, let's look at your picks, though. So here, let's, before I get into mine, let's take right. a look at what you got here. Take a look. Uh, so yeah, you said there the you Buffalo Bills. You got the Dolphins here right. in second, and then the Patriots there, and then the Jets down at the bottom. Uh, even though you're excited about these and guys, what was it that the, about the Jets that really brought you to bring them down to to last uh, behind the Patriots? Honestly, it's injuries. Mm-hmm. I mean, to, to be honest, you don't know. There's no guarantee. If Zach Wilson comes back, if you remember last year, he got injured last year and missed some time. Came on, like, I think he played the last two games or something like that Mm -hmm. and looked actually pretty good. And then there was some, uh, you know, there was the thought of, man, if he could stay healthy and keep developing next year, which is this year, he could be something something for the Jets. And if they kind of surround him with more receivers and a better line and all that, you know, obviously that's that's what you – project that's what you hope for uh and it looked like it was becoming you know becoming reality and then boom he goes down with another injury now he's out for two to four weeks you know how much time is he going to miss for the the regular season Mm -hmm. you know and when he comes back is he going to be thinking about the injury is he going to be 110 percent ready to go Mm -hmm. you know so there's a lot of question marks there and then makai beckton i think is just a huge loss for them off off uh, on that offensive line so I mean, this is a team where you start to see, with Robert Sala and his uh-huh. coaching staff. Mm-hmm. Two years now, you're starting to see them build something, and I like the talent that they've added. But it's like every time you can kind of get a little bit, like you're like, maybe they're going to do something. I'm not saying they're going to win a division, but like maybe they can actually be just under 500. You know what I mean? Or 500. This could be the year where they make that jump. Right. And then the car, the carpet just ripped right out from under your feet, and you're like, oh, injury there, injury there. I don't know. So that that's kind of why, for me, the Jets kind of dropped as far as they did because there's a lot of uncertainty still, mm-hmm. and the team's not, you know, not 100%. Like the Patriots, and that's kind of why, why I – I was kind of debating with that. I'm like, well, the, the Patriots are well coached. The Bill Belichick's still there, but there's a lot of changes. Mm-hmm. It's not just yeah. it's not just the whole offensive staff basically is gone, right. which is bigger deal I think than a lot of people are letting on. But the personnel has changed a lot. There's mm-hmm. not as many mm-hmm. veterans on that team as there once was, and I wonder with that changing of the guard, with that kind of transition with players as well. Is that going to disrupt the team overall throughout the season? Like, I don't expect the same Patriots that that maybe some other people are expecting. Right here, and I have the same picks as you, and we both match uh, Brian Katie from Godzilla Media. So here we are with the uh, the Buffalo Bills first, then the, the Dolphins and the Patriots and the Jets. Uh, same thing kind of here with me with you. Uh, maybe injury, injuries for the Jets is one thing, but then 
again, from the come from where they were last year uh, to the, this year, I think they do get better, but I think this division has still gotten better. I mean, look at the Dolphins and then the Patriots. I think I just keep them in it and above it just because mm-hmm. I do trust in Belichick and what he's able to do despite, you know, all the, the things that they face, the difference in uh, the, the play callers or what it might be. Right. Uh, but we also were able to see, you know, Matt Judon be real big, defensive part on that Mm -hmm. defense, but I'm looking to see some of these other guys who's going to step up now that's behind there. Guys that have been there, the Dietrich wise, that's been my, uh, you know, under the radar player for a little while. He's got to kind of step up here. You know, we saw Isaiah Wynn taper down and now he's down on their practice squad now. So he's even topped off the crazy earth. Yeah. I you mean, know, so, I'm I mean, so- you're seeing moves like that. So what's going on with this defense? I would One trade those, for those, 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 the, the focal points of this, of this team. And Mac Jones has been just a solid rock during the offseason. He he went and traveled to every single uh, wide receiver wherever they lived and practiced with them. So he's been that that stand up quarterback guy that's there first and leaves last. You know, so I, I believe in what he really can do. And I think he's still got the perfect fit here, even though Josh McDaniels isn't here anymore. I think they're going to do things to uh, get him success. Uh, but again, overall, within the division, how they've gotten better. You've got the the Miami Dolphins there, who you you can't deny uh, the things that they have added, uh, the building blocks that have already gotten started there by Brian Flores, and now yeah. has been adapted by uh, Mike McDaniel's, and now he has more added more of that, more of his touch and feel to it, adding some of those running backs now to on top of it, uh, and. It, the weapons. So Tua, again, make it safe. They're going to probably try to do it the way they did with kind of Jimmy G and the fact that let's run the football a little bit. You've got all these weapons here, so you can even utilize uh, Tyree Kill the way you utilize D- uh, Debo Samuel a little bit, you know, in the run game a little bit or short passes, uh, something different. Mix it up a little bit. You're seeing those things out of Andy Reid and uh, all some of these other teams, little gadget plays, uh, Sean McVay with the, the L.A. Rams. You could do it here with Miami too as well. I like what they've got there. The the weapons, the Jalen Waddle still there too. Um, but the Bills again, like everybody has said, the way they performed kind of feel like they got shafted out of a game there. They mm. let the let the <laughs> game out of hand against the Chiefs. The thing you can't, can't count those guys out because they still can score quick, and that's how they were able to really get win the Super Bowl a couple years ago. Get Who was to on that the team, Super though? Bowl. Well, I know Tyreek Hill was, <laughs> but we we called it though. The only way they were able to win, though, because their defense wasn't spectacularly great at times. Chris Jones played during the playoffs really well, but they just started to outscore people. They were able to score like that really quick to get Mm -hmm. back in the games. I don't think the Chiefs have that ability anymore. We'll talk about that next week. But they let them off the hook here, and the Chiefs were were able to do that. But now the Chiefs don't have Tyreek Hill. So that switches, I think, the balance of things here, too. It so changes. where now it's got to be the Buffalo Bills. So we'll see what happens. Again, we've got them here at the top of the division. I like the Dolphins' chances here, but they they play the games, yo. It, the season's starting mm-hmm. next next Thursday, my mm-hmm. birthday. You know, it's going to be buddy. exciting. What a day to, to start off my birthday. You get to watch the Bills and the Rams, too, Joe. Yeah. Where That's a lot of people matchup. thought that might have been even the Super Bowl. So yeah. close, you know. Yep. It almost it should have happened, but it didn't. <laughs> I mean, and that's the other thing too is if you connect the dots on this, you know, um, the Dolphins—they're very intriguing to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, with this new offense that's going to be implemented, it definitely has to have. I mean, he's been sitting under Kyle Shanahan right for for quite some time and just learning. Now he's going to get a chance to display what he's learned 
with this new Dolphins team, you're definitely going to see similarities. Like you bring up Debo Samuel with Tyree Kill and vice versa mm-hmm. with Jalen Waddle. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. you you got to expect that there's going to be jet sweeps involved. You got to expect there's going to be wide receiver screens. There's going to be a lot of those things that each player does very well. Because you remember Hill with Kansas City. They mm-hmm. did that with him. Wide receiver screen. Throw it right out to him. We got a couple blockers and he made things happen. So they're going to do a lot of things that, that help all the players uh, on that offense. And they all do well together. Mm-hmm. So I'm really excited. For the Dolphins, I think it's the first time I've been this excited for them yeah, right. uh, in a long, long time. I think time. this is the first time maybe that they might be excited since they had Dan Marino. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I mean, that's, that's way too and far if you back. want to talk about when we talked about even – no, but seriously, like, when we talk about teams that haven't hit on a quarterback since their last big franchise quarterback, I mean, there's another one. Dan Marino is probably their last good quarterback, right, if you think about it. I mean, in some times where they were kind of a mediocre team, they had – Vinny Testaverde there at times, I think, throwing for them. Uh, yep. They had Dante Culpepper there a few times, but yeah, nobody to bad. the caliber of of Dan Marino. You know what I mean? So then that's what teams keep trying to search for. I know for. everybody hates on him, but, but Ryan Tannehill, when he yeah, was healthy, imagine that, right? didn't, do, didn't do crazy uh, terrible when he yeah. was with Miami. So. Right, right. I know. It just, again, I think at first some of his were some injuries, and then just, yeah, yeah. just didn't work out it could have been the coaching staff that was there too because there's right. a lot of problems going everything on goes hand in hand right um but the jets are in real quick again uh zach you're, zach wilson you're gonna have to figure out what he is and that's why i think what keeps him at the bottom because when he was playing even too despite the injuries they were not doing very well you know what i'm saying he they couldn't put up points just didn't look very good the offenses w- wasn't getting geared up and i think this year the defense takes a step up again with robert salah they'll they get a little bit better on it uh, but again, it's all on that offense. What are we going to see? Again, they mean, got some weapons for him, but it's all on him, though. But that's the Can thing he get too it to is in that offensive you, line, you know, being right. When up, you look so. at Zach Wilson or in his his career, like so far his short career, mm-hmm. um, didn't have a whole lot. You know what I mean? So he's not going to really do a ton for you when you don't have the weapons and you don't have the offensive line to protect him, yep. and you don't have a running game. Remember that he never even had a running game yet. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, with Brees Hall being drafted and and the offensive line looks like it's a little tiny bit better, even though Mackay Becton is done. Uh, maybe they can put something together. Maybe we can start to see something from this offense. You know, and, and that's what you got to hope for as a Jet fan. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So that's the AFC East, the NFC East there. Next week we will have the West and then do our picks, Joe. We're going to the picks competition. Oh, yeah. We're going to the picks, baby. Here we go. It's going to be all over uh, again. The beginning of this season. This is going to be one of the toughest uh, seasons, seasons to guess on so. who's going to win and lose. Again, because look at the first game Bills, yeah. Rams. <laughs> what the hell? Good luck with that. And you know what? You can't fault anybody for picking one way or one. the other. One way yeah. Or the other. Absolutely. So, again, uh, Maybe we'll, we'll, we'll figure something out for my birthday. We'll do something or whatever. I mean, what a day to be my birthday. The first day know, of football, crazy, NFL. Right? Let's go out do something anyways, you know. But uh, first, before we take off here, I want to thank our friends here at Colorize, too, that sponsor the show. Colorize, they're locally owned here, and they have three stores in Clifton Park, Niskey Unit, Queensbury, and they're going to open one in Troy pretty soon, so right there by Hudson Valley. So we're excited about that. And, yes, they are the Benjamin Moore dealer, but they also focus on many other different things as an independent dealer as well. So make sure you check them out at any three of those locations uh, for anyone that's a professional but also the do-it-yourselfer. They'll help you with the project. 
that you need to get done to make it smoother, easier, and less expensive for you too as well. Uh, talk to That's my man Brett there, there at Niski. You know, I love that guy. He helps me out all the time. Colorize the right paint, color, and advice from local professionals who care at mycolorize.com. There you go. It's a lot better with that. There you go. All right, so that's it for our show this week. I hope you guys enjoyed it, and we'll see you guys next week. The NFL's coming. Join us next week from 8 till 10 Wednesday night for more football on the know with Jim and Joe.